Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 2 Kings, chapter 15. Here's Pastor Ryan. And Father, we do come before you again in your house, so grateful that we're here and able to, to come here and to worship you in this place, Lord. We still believe that it's blessed to be planted in the house of the Lord, especially in these times, Lord. We're so beyond grateful. As I drove by our old campus there, Hammerling Elementary School, it was closed. It says it's closed. And just to be able to have this place is just a miracle that you are working. And so we are so grateful, Lord, that our kids have classrooms, that uh, we have a sanctuary that's warm in the winter and cool in the summer. And it's just phenomenal what you have done. But above all this, Lord, you've given us your son, Jesus, to save us from the pit of hell so that we can have eternal life, so that we can have a relationship with you. We're so grateful tonight. And Father, as we study your word, we ask that you would give us humble hearts. For you say you teach the humble your ways. Remove any pride, remove any anger, any sin. Jesus, wash our feet as you did your disciples. We have dirt, Lord, from this world, no doubt, from this day. And Lord, prepare our hearts. Empower us and guide us by your spirit. Pour out your grace, Lord. We can't do anything without you. I can't teach without you. So please bless, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So 2 Kings chapter 15, verse 6. We read last time extensively on the life of uh, Uzziah or Azariah, who reigned in Judah for 52 years. And so he reigned the longest up until that time of any king in Judah. He walked in the ways of the Lord, according to his father. He did so well in seeking the Lord that God blessed Judah extensively, prospered his life, made him a popular king. But later in life, he, when his heart was strong, he got big-headed, he became prideful, high-minded, mind obviously, and in his heart. And the Lord struck him with leprosy because he sinned greatly against the Lord in trying to infringe on the high priest duties in lighting incense in the temple. And so the Lord struck him with leprosy and he was a leper until the day he died and he lived in isolation. His son Jotham would take care of all of the royal duties while his father was uh, in isolation and Jotham judged the people. And so we see a king who had all of this potential and did amazing feats for the Lord and in the later part of his life. But anyways, he was a king who, you know, God did amazing things through, but at the end of his life, he, he blew it because his head got big. And of course, there's that warning for all of us. And now in the rest of this chapter, we're going to be going through shifting from the southern kingdom of Judah to now the northern kingdom of Israel. And we're going to be going through these kings in the north who really had terrible lives as we're going to study tonight. They had terrible kingdoms, terrible time on the throne, a lot of wickedness going on, all because they had chosen not to honor the living God of Israel. And so they chose to do the 
their own thing, wicked things, and thus they paid the price for it. Which is the case today, really for mankind. That those who would reject Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, it's not a good thing. There are terrible things that are coming for those who reject the Lord. And in the world that we live in today, there are so many people that do reject God. And yet we don't see that their lives in some cases are not terrible. They're not outrageously messed up. And some may even have really, really good lives in this world. But they are bound to get really, really bad because even if they have good times in this life, even if they live a life that's full of blessings in this life, if they reject the Lord at the end of their life, it's terrible. They're going to face judgment. They're going to face hell, isolation from family, friend, from everyone, by themselves. And so it's the same thing today. Every man must make a choice on how they're going to do life. If we're going to honor the living God, then there's going to be blessings. If we don't, like the kings we're going to read about, their lives were in turmoil. And what's interesting about these kings is that you and I know something about kings, since the Bible says that God has made us kings and priests unto our Lord. God has made us kings and priests unto our Lord. We sing about the king of kings. We know that Jesus is our king. We know that he was born a king, king of the Jews, king of Israel, king of our hearts. He is a king. And we as his followers, if we have accepted him as Lord and Savior, repented of our sins, we too are now royalty. And Revelation teaches that he makes us kings and priests unto the Lord, that we will serve him as kings and priests. Isn't that interesting? So while we're here, royalty, what kind of lives are we building? Are we living lives like the kings in this book, in the northern kingdom? Or are we living lives worthy of the Lord? Those that love God, love his word, and do his word. We have so much to say about our destiny, we really do. We can think of our lives as little miniature kingdoms, if you will, little houses or little apartments or wherever we live. It's our little royal dwelling and base where God has saved you and I to be and has given us family and influence and friends. And how we live our life is up to you and it's up to me. We have free will. We can have a blessed life or we can have a terrible life. In Matthew 7 verse 24 through 27, Jesus said, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. And that's like the book of First and Second kings in a nutshell is it not the kings that honored the word of God their kingdoms were founded on the rock and those who didn't obviously were founded on sand we have a decision to make every day we have a decision to make on this side of heaven how our lives are going to be built how our, how our homes are going to be uh, run and so Uzziah ends up dying and then in verse 6 it speaks to that now the rest of the acts of Azariah that's Uzziah and all that he did are they not written in the book of the chronicles of 
the kings of Judah. So Azariah rested with his fathers, and they buried him with his fathers in the city of David. Then Jotham, his son, reigned in his place. In the 38th year of Azariah, king of Judah, now we go into the northern kings. So in the 38th year of Azariah, it's like it's saying this took place in the 38th year of Uzziah's reign. Uh, of Judah, Zechariah, the son of Jeroboam the second, reigned over Israel in Samaria six months, and he did evil in the sight of the Lord, as his fathers had done. He did not depart from the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nebat, who had made Israel sin. And so here we have another king, Zechariah, who uh, is the son of Jeroboam the second. It says that he did evil in the sight of the Lord. He continued in the same wickedness as his fathers. He did not stop, though he had free will to change he did not. God is just. God is holy. When he judges mankind, he's just. He is right. And and here Zechariah had a chance to live his life however he wanted to. He had privilege. He was a king. But yet he decided to turn from God and to follow after pagan gods. He decided to do his own thing. God gives everyone free will. The free choice to choose. Remember that. If you're here, if you're listening, if you're watching, God will not force you to live a life that you don't want to live. you want to live right with God, you can by His grace. If you do not want to, He will let you not live that life. And so Zechariah chose not to live right in the sight of the Lord, and he only reigned for a very short time, six months, half a year. And it says here in verse 10, Then Shalom, the son of Jabesh, conspired against him and struck and killed him in front of the people, and he reigned in his place. And so this Shalom, we don't know much about him. He conspired against Zechariah the king and he struck him. He killed him even in front of the people. He was so bold. He was so just unabashed, didn't care that he took out Zechariah in front of Zechariah's own subjects, his own people. And there's a lesson in this, in that when it comes to having favor with people, it is only by the grace of God that we do. And the question needs to be asked, do we as believers, does God give us favor with people? Is that part of the Christian package? I believe it is. The Bible does teach of persecution. The Bible does teach that those who reproach God, they obviously reproach us also if we stand for His precepts, for His law, for His word. You stand for God's word. Those who reproach God, who hate God, will persecute us. That's a given. That's part of the package. Blessed are you if you are persecuted because you honor the Lord and stand for His word. But He also gives favor. Speaking of kings, King David wrote in Psalm 144, He wrote this concerning the favor uh, that he received from the people that he reigned over. In Psalm 144, verse 1 through 2, it says, Blessed be the Lord my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle, my loving kindness and my fortress, my high tower and my deliverer, my shield and the one in whom I take refuge, who subdues my people under me. David knew why the people within his kingdom were subject to him. It was because of the grace and the favor of God. The people were subdued. He said it. He cried out to God. It's because of you that my people are subdued under me. David, King David, knew that it was God who made him. It was God who blessed him. It was God who gave him favor with people. Here in our story, 
Shalom had no problem killing King Zechariah in front of the people because the people could care less. Zechariah had turned from God and so the people had turned from him. When we walk with the Lord, we can expect favor in this world as well. Tribulations, hardships, absolutely. But you and I must believe that there is a reward and a blessing for those of us who seek the Lord with all our hearts. That we're going to have favor, that doors are going to open, that influence is going to be there, that we can touch and handle and receive blessings from the Lord, influences, doors opening, whether it's a, a job we pray for, a relationship that we're praying for, a ministry that we are praying for, financial help that we're praying for, whatever it may be. In this world, I believe without a doubt that God wants to bestow His favor upon His children, without a doubt. I'm here today because of the favor of the Lord. That is by His grace and not a thing that I have done. I am shocked that one person listens to me, let alone all of you. I am shocked, utterly blown to bits because it's Him. It is Him. And we can consider our own lives, think about what He's done, what He's given, what favors, what open doors, what amazing miracles that we're even married. Like it's a miracle that she married me. There's so many miracles and they come from God. And it's time that we, you know, remember that and honor him all the much more because he's done so much for us. He's given us his son to die on the cross. Most of all, our names are written in his book. He bled for us. He was pierced for us. We're so favored. And walking with the Lord gives us favor. I think about my times at Caltrans. You know, I basically danced my way to get to the job I eventually had. I didn't know what I was doing in all the jobs I had up, up until the last one I had. I just knew God. And I literally climbed the ladder. My position that I ended with, you need a bachelor's degree just to interview. But not this space cadet, not this hoodlum, but it's just favor. Proverbs teaches us the same thing. In Proverbs 3, verse 1, my son or daughters, right, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands for length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man when you honor the Lord. Shalom killed this guy in front of his people because he knew that the people wouldn't do anything. Very sad. Proverbs 16:7 says, When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Supernaturally, God has a way of, of showing us favor through people. It's beautiful. It's a miracle. And so it says here that he that he killed him in front of the people and he reigned in his place. So Shalom is now on the throne. Now the rest of the Acts of Zechariah, indeed, they are written in the book of the Chronicles of the King of Israel. This was the word of the Lord, which he spoke to Jehu, saying, Your sons shall sit on the throne of Israel to the fourth generations, and so it was. And so Zechariah was the last reigning monarch from Jehu's family. If you remember Jehu's story back in chapters 9 and 10, who was zealous uh, for the Lord. And the Lord used him, anointed him to be king, to take out the wicked King Ahab and Ahab's family. And then also he, in his zealousness, 
for the Lord. He killed all of the followers of Baal, that pagan worship, that pagan god. He called Israel all of the worshipers of this pagan idol, all of the abortionist, killing, crazy worship that Israel was engulfed in, all of that apostasy. He killed all of them. And the Lord said to Jehu, because you did good in doing that, you will have someone from your family on the throne until the fourth generation. Zechariah, who just got killed, was the fourth generation, was the fourth family member. And so there's a couple things here. Jehu, to me, Jehu it was the king who could have been because he cleaned house like no other. He asked for the very idols, the images that they made, the altars, and he had them crushed and destroyed. He did away with the worshipers of Baal, which was according to the word of God. He honored the word of God when so many were not honoring the word of God. He honored them, but then we read that Jehu still kept the golden calves that they worshiped in Dan and in Bethel, uh, just like Jeroboam, his father, had. So Jehu was another king that could have been, and we don't want to be people that could have been. We want to be people who are faithful to the Lord to the end, and especially nowadays, you know, and with the Lord, if you look at the Lord's Olivet Discourse, when he teaches from the Mount of Olives, just before he goes to the cross, and he speaks about uh, future events, prophecy, eschatology is the term, It's all about being careful, being watchful. It's all about people losing heart. It's all about keeping our eyes on the Lord. It's all about persevering and enduring. It's all about being strong in Him. Nothing has changed. We need to pray that we finish strong. Don't let up. Let us not be like Jehu, but let us be like so many that have gone before us who left just a great legacy, finishing strong. And so, the other thing that you learn from it is that what God says is going to happen. He told Jehu, to the fourth generation, your family is going to rule on the throne, and they did. Oh, we need to believe in God's promises for our lives today. We need to hold on to them as much more than ever. Hold on to the promises of God. Read His Word. Underline those promises for your life. The things that God speaks to you in your daily reading, underline them. Meditate on them. Read them over and over again until you believe it with all of your heart that those blessings, those provisions, the defenses are all for you and are all for me. We need them more than ever, my brothers and sisters. His word is sure. As sure as he gave Jehu the word, that to the fourth generation your family will reign. This was the word of the Lord which he spoke to Jehu, saying, Your sons shall sit on the throne of Israel to the fourth generation. And so it was. I go and prepare a place for you, Jesus said. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come back and receive you to myself. He said it. It's written. It will be done. Verse 13. Shalom, the son of Jabesh, became king in the 39th year of Uzziah. So notice, all of these kings are getting killed in the northern kingdom, but it speaks of Uzziah's longevity because he was a king that sought the Lord. Big contrast here. So in the 39th year of Uzziah, king of Judah, Shalom became king. And he reigned a full month in Samaria. One month! Wow! It's not even enough time to move into the palace. One month. For Menahem, the son of Gadi, went up from Tirzah, that's the old capital of Israel, came to Samaria and struck Shalom, the son of Jabesh, in Samaria and killed him and reigned in his place. What goes around 
comes around. Menahem, his name means comfort. And his name does not match his actions here. His name means comfort. And he just kills this guy. Josephus, the Jewish historian, writes concerning Menahem that he was a commander in Jeroboam II's army. And so some believe that Menahem, as a commander, thought that Shalom must have been usurping the throne, and so he may have felt the need as commander to take him out and take the throne. Whatever the case is, this guy takes him out. What goes wrong comes around. And we read that in verse 15, Now the rest of the acts of Shalom and the conspiracy which he led, indeed they are written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel. Then from Tirzah, Menahem attacked uh, Tipsah, all who were there and its territory, because they did not surrender. Therefore he attacked it, all the women that uh, there were, who were with child, he ripped open. And so this Menahem, whose name means comfort, was a wicked and evil man, as we just read what he did to his own people because they would not submit to him. What a mess. Is this the lot for all those who reject God, Pastor Ryan? Well, obviously not. It can be crazy. We live in a fallen and crazy world and there's horrific stories every day on the, all over the world. And God will judge them one day. But there's so many people who live very clean lives in this world. Very clean, good citizens, friendly neighbors, charitable, kind, considerate, hardworking. They have good lives. They're living the American dream. But at the end of all of that, because they reject Jesus Christ as their king, as their savior, they too will face a horrific eternity. It's crazy. The spectrum of those who reject the Lord. Some, it looks like a mess like these people. Others, not so much. Knowing that judgment is coming, we preach Jesus Christ to the lost. Oh Lord, help us to care for the lost so that we might share his love with people that are going to be burning in hell because of the rejection of Christ. And their lives may or may not look like the story we're reading. It may be just, and there, there's crazy stories and then there's not. Oh Lord, open the eyes of our neighbors and those around us who don't know you. They are so lost, they are so blinded. Send us, Lord. Send us. Open opportunities so that we can share with our neighbors, with our friends, with our family, whoever. Proverbs 11 verse 19 says, As righteousness leads to life, so he who pursues evil pursues it to his own death. And what is the most evil thing a person can do but to reject Jesus Christ as their Lord? To deny him. Verse uh, 17. In the 39th year of Azariah, king of Judah, Menahem, the son of Gadi, became king over Israel and reigned ten years in Samaria. So he had a longer time at it. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord. He did not depart all his days from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who made, who had made Israel sin. Pool, king of Assyria, came against the land. And Menahem gave Pool a thousand talents of silver that his hand might be with him to strengthen the kingdom under his control. And Menahem exacted the money from Israel, from all the very wealthy, from each man, 50 shekels of silver, to give to the king of Assyria. So the king of Assyria turned back and did not stay there in the land. And so here we see Menahem reigns for 10 years, and he also did evil in the sight of the Lord. And Assyria, during this time in biblical history, becomes a powerhouse of the Middle East. They rule for a hundred years in the area. Assyria is the powerhouse. And Pul is one of its strongest rulers, this man, who is also called Tiglath-Pileser. He's threatening. 
And Menahem pays him a thousand talents of silver, which would weigh 37 tons. In today's money, they say it would be $2 million. So Menahem, rather than fighting him in fear, pays him off. And it's sad because Israel was supposed to be the head. Remember, God promised them that if they honored him, they would be the head and the nations around them would be the tail. But here... Israel is now the tail and the nations around them are the head, which was also prophesied, which also God promised. If they reject him, they're going to end up paying big time for it. And that's what he's doing. He's paying. And when a person rejects the Lord, rejects God from being his king, her king, there's always a price to pay. The devil wants his share, guys. And the devil tempts people. The devil wants people to fall and to turn from God and keep people in spiritual blindness. That's what the devil tries to do. And he tempts people with pleasures, with money, with things of this world. And people foolishly fall for these things, not knowing that there's always going to be payment to be made. And Satan comes back and destroys people's lives for a season of pleasure and Manahem, he could have repented, he could have walked with the Lord, honored God, and kept 37 tons worth of silver for Israel. Just repent. Just walk with God. Why get ripped off from the devil? Why get ripped off from the enemy? Why get ripped off from sin? Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 10 a.m. or Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicolet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. Chairman, above.